0: We're on? We're on. What is happening, OTC listeners? Another episode of the OTC Outside the Comics podcast is in your life. Coming up to us with a lot of drama that's been going on this past week. A lot more drama in the DC Universe this time. Not the DC Universe, the streaming service. The DC world, the DC nation that we are in. Apparently... Is going to be less Marvel, more DC stuff. And I don't know if it's breaking news. I don't know if it's rumors. I don't know how much of it's true. I don't even know if it's a lie. I don't even know if they're pulling our leg. I don't even know if they're yanking our chain or whatever cliche people say nowadays. But apparently, and we might as well jump right into it, there have been reports that Henry Cavill or Henry C- or Cavill, I'm going to say Cavill, Henry Cavill. And Warner Brothers have part ways. Huh. Ain't going to be no Superman no more. I ain't going to do him like that. My man Superman. Ain't going to do him like that. I don't even know why I'm talking like a gangster. <laughs> but yeah. Henry Cavill. Like by all means. let's Let's jump right into it. Because we have so much to cover. And... About an hour and change to get everything done, but Henry Cavill and Warner Brothers, we don't know how much of it is true, but apparently they've part ways. Cavill has decided to call it quits. He's probably not going to be Superman anymore, which means that Warner Brothers most likely is going to go ahead with the green light and move forward with the Supergirl movie that they're planning or that they want to plan and uh, again you know it's 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 interesting because we tend to read so many stuff on the internet we tend to read so many things on the news and we try to decipher what is fake news and what is real news what is it that um what, what is it about the news that's being hit is being reported to us Normally, if they have multiple sources, that would redeem, that would be deemed as credible. So, not only did uh, Superhero News uh, confirm this, IGN confirmed this, um, Hollywood Reporter, which is one of Hollywood's major news sources when it comes to entertainment stuff, uh, who else, who else, uh, Deadline, they are very, very credible sources and all of them are pretty much saying the same exact thing. Henry Cavill is like, "You know what? Me being Superman, peace out." Warner Brothers, y- yeah, yeah, you're not going to continue room like I obviously I'm paraphrasing. I have no idea what the hell he said. I'm thinking in my mind, "Yeah, uh Warner Brothers, you ain't going to get me down like that." I have to say though, after what was been going on, after what's been going on with Ben Affleck, A couple of weeks ago when he got admitted to the rehab center for his alcohol addiction. And now with Superman parting ways. Assuming this is true. This only signifies that Warner Brothers has no choice but to press that reset button with their DC Extended Universe. Which is interesting because you still have Aquaman... You still have Shazam and Wonder Woman 1984 is still set to release. So I don't know if this is their way of trying to continue their planned DC Extended Universe franchise. I don't know if they're going to kill off Henry Cavill and we just don't see it. Assuming again, assuming I'm just going with the assumptions that this rumor Is actually true. Who knows what's going to happen. Uh, As far as I'm concerned. Maybe. This is probably a step in the right direction. With the launching of the subscription. With the DC Universe streaming service. And other movie projects. That they want to go ahead. And give the green light to. Batgirl, Supergirl and so on and so forth. It seems pretty clear. That. What they started with the DC Extended Universe, what they try to do with Man of Steel all the way till now, clearly, it is not... Whatever they're doing, copying off the Avengers, copying off of Marvel Studios, copying off of other things, rushing production, post-production, switching directors, and doing all these reshoots, what they're doing is not working. Clearly, it's not working. So maybe... This is probably a prelude in terms of what good is going to come of it. You know, now is at a time. Now we're at the time where we should be watching movies where studios focus on a character in their own environment and not focus so much on crossovers. We're already doing crossover movies with Marvel Studios and and the MCU. Like, let them deal with whatever they want to deal with. We should have more standalone movies and if it comes to a universe that they want to set in, build a franchise within those movies. Instead of crossovers, build a franchise. What's very interesting to me though is a day after the news hits of... Cavill and Warner Brothers be like, you know what? See you later. His manager tweeted a message saying that the cape is still in his closet. That he has no intention of quitting the role as Superman. On top of that, Henry Cavill sends a video message. Where he's wearing a Krypton lifting gym shirt. A Krypton Lifting Team shirt. And... He said... Today was exciting. Hashtag Superman. So... Again. Like, he didn't confirm his departure. Nor is he denying it. As far as I'm concerned... Um... Is this fantastic news? I mean, personally, I really don't care either way. I think he was an okay Superman. Um. In terms of who I would like to replace him if he does go out the window, I, honest, I, I, I there's really nobody set in my mind to do that. In other words, to, to replace him right now. Because think about it. If the departure is true, it's going to take a long while for uh, Warner Brothers to reset and remake another Superman movie. If they do it too soon, it's going to be too obvious and and a lot of people are not going to be into it. If they do it too late, there's most likely going to be a lot of fans where they're going to be like, oh... Um. Okay, we really don't care. Like Superman was like over 10, 15 years ago. Uh, To me, I think the news of his departure may be more true than I thought. Because apparently Warner Brothers has been not foaming at the mouth, but they have reportedly stated that they want Michael B. Jordan... Yes, the guy who played Creed, the guy who played, um, Johnny Storm in that bullshit Fantastic Four movie, Killmonger, uh, from Black Panther, that dude, Michael B. Jordan, they want him to be the next Superman. Now, before you get, when you hear this, before you, you get all your pennies in a bunch, before you be like, well, that's ludicrous, man, Superman's supposed to be white, shut the fuck up, listen. There's a reason why comic books in general have multiple universes. Okay? There is a Black Superman in the Earth-2 comic book storyline. His name is not Kal-El. His name is not Clark Kent. His name is Val Zod. Now, I don't know too much about the Black Superman. I don't know too much about his origin story. Uh, I have not read the comics. I just go off with what I've seen or what I've heard of before. And a little synopsis in terms of who he is. In terms of character, you know, traits, whatever. If, since Warner Brothers is interested in casting Michael B. Jordan... He's most likely going to be the backup plan if, again, the rumors are true that Cavill and Warner Brothers is part ways. But, I'm under the assumption that it is true. Simple reason, because I don't think Cavill likes the direction of where DC is going. And he probably knows, as well as other people do, that Warner Brothers is very, very controlling in terms of their movie projects. In terms of whatever they put out for the box office, they're very, very controlling. Not to mention, I'm sure he's had doubt in his mind once the whole production with Batman v Superman and the Justice League of how much they bombed. They bombed. It was like a nuclear explosion and just go... It bombed. So, again, if this rumor is true, then... You know what? Now that I think about it, you know what? Maybe this this is probably my way of thinking. Sorry to jump off a little head a little bit, but here's probably my way of thinking. I don't think for one second that Warner Brothers is doing this by accident. I think... The departure is true and I do think that this is the way for them to focus more on a diverse um, section of movies where they can appeal to other masses of people. In other words, if they're not copying off of Marvel and they admitted their mistakes, what can they do to ensure that they're stepping in the right direction? okay. Marvel already has captain uh, Marvel Studios already has Captain Marvel literally waiting in the wings to start phase four at the beginning of next year. So if I was if if I was a studio exec, if I was an executive um, assistant or one of the executive board members or whoever whoever's in charge, a CEO guy. Controlling of Warner Brothers and AT- and being owned by AT&T, what exactly can I do to not copy off of Marvel Studios, but to rival them? How about an increase in diversity? Okay, if we're already going with the plan of Supergirl and if we're going already with the plan of Batgirl, why not take it a bit further? We already got the green light for Margot Robbie's Birds of Prey. Let's take it a bit further. Let's have an all-female cast. Wonder Woman did glorious. With the opening of her box office. She did glorious. Let's take advantage of that. Let's put all of our chips in female superheroes and female comic book characters. Villains. Antiheroes. Superheroes. The people that look up to them, because if you have a badass chick, if you have a badass woman on the big screen, which Wonder Woman has already been portrayed as, and Captain Marvel is going to follow suit. If you already have a badass woman, it's only going to be a matter of time before uh, other studios like, I don't know, Comcast or Indie Films or whichever is only going to follow suit. And if Wonder Woman did extremely well, take it one step further. Go ahead with the Supergirl. Go ahead with the Batgirl. Hell, um, go ahead with Birds of Prey. Uh, uh, go ahead with, um, if, if, they, if they decide to, uh, uh, spin off Joker and Harley Quinn. Even though, to me, that's kind of a little bit of a bad idea because some spin-off films usually don't work. But whatever. Just go, go on with the idea. I'm saying that's what I would do. I would put all my chips in increasing the diversity and increasing the market value of having a strong female lead or female characters and take it way further than beyond has ever uh, that we've ever, ever gone. If you don't believe me, watch the success of how, and I believe this with a passion. I believe Ruby Rose as Batwoman is probably going to get more numbers for the CW uh, network once she comes out. I haven't seen the numbers for Supergirl for the CW. I don't know if she's been doing good or not. But I do know that Arrow's been doing well up until like season 5. I have not watched the last two seasons. Um, and I do know Flash has been doing well. Black Lightning, eh, I don't know. Legend of Tomorrow, eh, I don't know. But, obviously, this is just my guess. I would be, I would have a strong, strong viewpoint for females to just take the box office by storm. I mean, throughout history with comic book characters, we've seen plenty of people, uh, predominantly uh, very uh, a lot of males, since it's a male-dominated society for so many years now. I sound like a feminist, holy shit. <laughs> um, we've seen all of that, and now we want something new. I just finished watching Jessica Jones Season 2. And I know that's been out for a while and I'll probably do a little quick review on that later on. But I just finished Jessica Jones Season 2 and I'm more stoked to see Captain Marvel. But to get back to my point, if they are going to do a reset button and they're going to rely on females to take the weather by storm, then by all means go with it. It's going to be different from what Marvel is doing. It's going to be similar, yet different. I think that would be a tremendous idea. And if there's a hardcore feminist out there that is going to complain that for some odd reason, we're not having enough males in the movies or whichever the case... (laughs) I know I'm not going to, but I really want to just throw a water bottle at them. As a matter of fact, any hardcore feminists that's listening to this right now, if what you're saying, if what you're thinking right now is that wouldn't work because we need to have an equal uh, balance of share, yeah, no, because this, again, this this stems me from what I said before. There really is no such thing as equality. There really isn't. The sooner that people get that, the better. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, just take it as it is. <sighs> but like I said, all of this would mean a lot if the rumors of Cavill and Warner Brothers are done to so all the future films. You have Justice League 2 and um, possible, um, Shazam, uh, possible Superman cameo with Shazam, which I'm sure has been scrapped. Like, all of that goes out the window. Most likely, all of that has gone out the window. So, it is what it is. Moving on. Who talked a lot about Superman. I don't even like Superman that much. <laughs> moving on, moving on. So, speaking of Justice League, Ray Fisher, the guy that played Cyborg in the Justice League, says that he may or may not, mostly may not, get a Cyborg movie. Which I find very interesting because in 2014, Warner Brothers made a lineup that says that Cyborg may get his own movie in 2020. But now... Cyborg or Fisher realized that for Cyborg to work, it's going to be a CGI heavy, heavy movie, which is possibly going to cost over $200 million to make. Uh, I'm going to call bluff on that because Warner Brothers is I'm most sure they're willing to spend the money That they want. In order to make a cyborg film. If they see that it actually makes sense. Since it's under new management. If a cyborg movie does not make sense. They're most likely not going to do it. I don't think it has anything to do with money. If anything. Cyborg works best. If he's part of a team. Now in my case. They should put him with the titans. Coming out on the DC Universe streaming service. Or they put him back as a cameo with uh, Flash. Or any other member of the Justice League. So I don't think if if he's not getting his movie. I don't think it has anything to do with money. Because they can damn well afford it. Especially since I'm sure they spent way much more on Aquaman. Not to mention, if you go back to what Marvel Studios has been doing, Infinity War and Avengers 4 that's coming out next year possibly cost over a billion dollars to make. Then again, that's me comparing apples and bricks because the Avengers have been literally setting up a linear narrative storyline literally from the very beginning. And Cyborg is just Cyborg. Like, he's not... This is going to piss a lot of Cyborg fans off. And I truly apologize. But quoting Brendan Schaub. He's not a draw. Cyborg is not a draw to bring in that kind of money at the box office. I don't think he is. He works better as a team member. I don't think he works better by himself in a heavy movie. Now would I still watch it? Absolutely. And I would still review it I would analyze it and I would point my likes and dislikes I'm just saying from a fan's perspective you can call me a hater if you want but I'm looking at this as a fan's perspective if they're not making a cyborg movie it's because they don't want to waste their money and they probably don't want to waste their time because I don't think it's going to be worth it I don't think this has anything to do with it being CGI heavy of course it's going to be CGI heavy so that's just my personal take on that. Just my personal take. Moving on. Since we're going into rumors now. Apparently, a rumor late last week says that Kit Harrington may be the young Batman for Matt Reeves' The Batman Movie. Who is Kit Harrington? you're asked? <clears throat> You've seen Game of Thrones? You know nothing, Jon Snow. That guy. Jon Snow. That's right. Long-haired, sexy, good-looking, tall, muscular dude, battle-the-bastard guy. Possibly, maybe Batman. Now, this is a rumor, so it's not confirmed at all, since they're going to be going into production soon. And a lot of casting, I'm sure, has been made for the role. So, what i like to see... Jon Snow as Batman. You can make an argument. Maybe he maybe he can make a great Bruce Wayne once he cut his hair and shave and I'd be like, oh, okay, he's a young Bruce Wayne. I think I can buy it. I think I can buy it. Here's a problem that's gonna piss off a lot of fans though. Apparently it's been reported that Jon Snow, I'm gonna call him I'm not gonna call him Kit Harrington. I'm gonna call him Jon Snow, because he is fucking Jon Snow. Or the other name. John Snow has been reported to be five foot eight. and for a young Batman to work, especially if he's going to be intimidating to strike fear in the hearts of his enemies, he has to be a lot taller than that, probably over six feet. maybe six foot one, six foot two. I would say six foot one or two would be an uh, average age. Although I don't know if fans, uh, like some other fans are going to mind that because if you remember Michael Keaton, 1989 Batman and 1992 Batman Returns, he was reported as 5'9". Hey, my size. (laughs) Ooh, Michael Keaton and I are the same size. Huh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, he's been reported as 5'9". And he did the role, even though Tim Burton's movies... He did well as Batman. He really did. I think he did. I'm sure he did. Yeah, he did very well as Batman. I mean, hell, he's probably... He's my third favorite Batman uh, to ever don the cape and cowl. <laughs> but Jon Snow as Batman? Make the boots a little bit taller, then we can talk. It's definitely it's exciting to to hear who's going to play... Um, the new Batman, including the one if Ben Affleck decides to quit the role. We'll see, though. We'll see. We will see what happens. In other news for the uh DC nation of the world that we live in, the DC nation of the world. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, that's going to be on the DC Universe streaming service, has been reported to be a hard-rated R for graphic violence and adult themes. Which means possible nudity, blood, gore, sex, violence, you name it, you got it. And here's the exciting thing about it. Derek Mears is cast as the Swamp Thing monster. Now, I don't know too much about Swamp Thing, honestly, what I'm from all the past media and animated movies and the games that I've played, Swamp Thing is basically one with the green. That he's responsible to protect plant life and nature, but apparently he's cursed into the swamp where he's the monster that guards over the birds and the bees and the woman in the trees. Okay, maybe not the women, but the birds and the bees and all the greens. Because he's the green monster. Derek Mears, though, I think it was a fantastic choice to play as the monster because he definitely has that physique. For those of you who don't know who he is, like, who the hell is Derek Mears? Relax. Let me explain who he is. Derek Mears is an actor and he's a stuntman. If you recognize him, obviously you can't recognize him because he puts on, like, his makeup is actually fantastic, by the way. Um, like, the makeup designs, what they do behind the scenes for movies is top-of-the-notch quality. Because sometimes you don't just, you don't recognize certain actors whenever they down certain makeup. Especially when it comes to, like, visual effects. You recognize Derek Mears as Jason Hor- uh, Horhees. I was about- I, Deadass was about to say Horhees. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> <It sounds like laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> now I'm thinking of a porn parody with Friday the 13th Jason Horries fucks women before he kills them <laughs> oh that is so unprofessional Oh, I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my goodness. Ah, uh, Oh, that was a good laugh. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Let me let me continue. <laughs> Jason Voorhees. You recognize Derek Mears as Jason Voorhees. Voorhees, holy shit. You recognize as him from the remake, Friday the 13th, which you remember from 2009. Um, you also recognize him as Hawes from uh Hatchet 3. So that's that's pretty interesting. And you can even recognize him as one of the predators from the Predator movie, not the Predator just or is it Predators. Ah, he was in one of them. Anyway, uh he stands at 6 foot 5 and there are certain things about certain actors that people need to understand. If they're a certain height and they play a certain role, it makes the role that much more believable. Especially when they're supposed to be like a green, like a like a not a green monster, but a big monster in general. It makes them much more intimidating, especially if you see them on the big screen and the camera can like pan up or tilt up, and then you see their actual size. And if they're wearing a costume, or even if it's CGI effects then I don't know like I I think their size it just makes it that much more worth it. Uh with Swamp Thing being a rated R mo- uh not a not a movie but a rated R show I'm actually more interested now to see it. Uh One of the shows, or a few of the shows, that I actually enjoy being rated R are the Marvel Netflix shows. You know, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and I guess Iron Fist. Oh, man. Yeah, those. Uh, They do very well when there's no holds barred. If they have adult themes because they want to make the show as much more realistic as possible, then by all means, let them. Which is probably another reason why I'm very skeptical about the Venom movie. Which, by the way, it's running at an hour 52 long, so it's just under two hours, and the rating is PG-13, which is surprise to fucking no one. Uh, oh man, I hope the if since we are getting a franchise of, of Venom, I hope the other two movies, or at least the last one, is rated R. I, I really, really hope it does. What I'm thinking is Sony is probably using this movie to see how well it does in the box office and see if it needs to pull the trigger to be rated R. But that's another that's that's just another conversation for another day. Swamp Thing rated R. Definitely excited to see it. Definitely, definitely excited. Whew. but That's all we have for the DC Nation. I, I can't call it DC Universe anymore because it's not what it is. The DC World. The DC Nation. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think over everything that I've said? Over Henry Cavill. Over Michael B. Jordan. Swamp Thing. The rumor about Jon Snow. Uh, Cyborg. Like, what do you guys think? You can hit me up on mgmagnum715 on Instagram or the mgmagnum on Twitter. And if you want to be a little snappy and you want to be a little chatty, get it? Snapchat. God, I'm, nah, I'm, I am lame. I am so lame. Go on Snapchat right now and go to V 3 It's the letter V for vagina. Or version. Or not virgin. Just version. Moving on. <laughs> Marvel News Now. Not really to say much about Marvel News. Uh, been playing the Spider-Man game a lot. Which is another reason why I decided to save the podcast for one more day. And I have a lot to say about... I haven't finished it. Let Let me point out. And no spoilers. I will not spoil anything about the game. But... I want to touch base after I talk about the other news. Why Spider-Man is such an important game. Like, it's probably one of the best games I've ever played, but it's also extremely important. And I'm going to explain why in a moment. But first, Daredevil Season 3. We get a teaser trailer. We get a teaser trailer for Season 3. And not only did we get a teaser trailer, we got a fucking picture. Of a missing poster. Where Matt Murdock is missing. The character Matt Murdock is missing. And. The teaser. Probably signifies. That Daredevil season 3 may be the last season. From the teaser. It doesn't explain much. Actually, it may explain a lot. But that quote will be held later on. If you haven't seen the teaser trailer for Marvel's uh, Daredevil Season 3, check it out. Literally, right after the podcast is done, you're probably going to want to replay it over and over and over. Now, it's not not as big as Avengers Infinity War because that had like over fucking 2 million views in just a couple of days. Probably less. But... I don't think I've been this excited to see uh, Daredevil since they showed the trailer for The Defenders. I find it such a shame that those four are not going to be together again. But with The Defenders, they definitely had their problems of their own. But then again, that's pretty much any show. In continuing, Marvel Studios tops $4 billion since 2018 thanks to not only black panther but i'm i'm uh, i'm i'm not even i'm i guess ant-man and the wasp kind of is kind of included but black panther and avengers infinity war they knocked it out of the park ran caught the ball themselves and shoved away half into everybody's throats especially with the villains killmonger and thanos and if we're going to, I, I guess if I'm going to try to make it fair, I guess you can include the inclusion of Ant-Man and the Wasp. It should have been called the Wasp. Like, I'm sorry. It, 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 should, have, it should have been called the I don't have a problem with Paul Rudd's character. I don't have a problem with him as a, as a character or I don't know. Like, I, I explained before why I didn't highly value that movie. <sighs> It's just coming off the high end of Avengers Infinity War. I don't think that should have happened. I, I really don't think so. But that's... I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. Every, pers- every person has their opinion. Topping $4 billion. And chances are it's only going to increase with Captain Marvel next year. With Avengers 4 next year. uh, Possibly Guardians 3. We don't know for sure yet. I damn, I hope they get their shit together. Uh, but with getting me excited for Avengers 4, my man, Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye, comes back for additional photography for the movie. And, oh man, I cannot wait. Most likely going to release late April, just like Avengers 3. And, Everyone says in terms of Thor, in terms of the Russo brothers, that it's going to be darker than it, as it was the first time. I can only speculate what's going to happen. I can only speculate, but I'll probably talk about more in terms of what I think may or may not happen as the time gets closer. And that's if the time gets closer. But... That's pretty much it for Marvel news. Honestly. Not really much to talk about from Marvel. Uh, But in terms of Spider-Man the PS4 game. Marvel Spider-Man for PS4. Uh, What are my thoughts so far? Again, this is going to be spoiler free. Probably one of the best games that I've ever played since Spider-Man for the PS1 and Web of Shadows. Web of Shadows had its fair share of problems. It took a while for the storyline to actually kick in, and the voice acting I know I'm not a professional, but it could have been a lot better. When I've played when I play Spider-Man, first of all, I was into the zone. I was wearing the shirt. I was cr- I was crawling down the stairs on all fours and my dog was looking at me like, "What the hell is wrong with this guy?" <laughs> But I was just so excited to to get the game. I spent the full 60 pri- the the full price of $60 and I'm glad that I did because chances are it's going to take a long time for the prices to go down. Possibly I'm I'm going to give it 6 to 8 months before the prices go down to even 20. That's that's, that's just my take. Why is this game so important? Why is this game so Interesting. Why is it great? The graphics. Amazing. The graphic designers took their time. To perfect the emotions. Of the characters. They took their time. To get the fine detail. Of the landscape of New York. Because you get to ro- literally. Swing free all around. The sound in terms of the explosions. And the fighting. The cars. Everything is just Top notch. Sound, awesome. Graphic designing, awesome. The fight sequences. I have to admit, they it took me by surprise on how the fight sequences are for the controls because I died a lot the first few times. I really did. Like, I died a lot. I didn't have it in proud mode. I had it in normal mode. And it took me a while to figure out the controls. But once I got the use of it, like, I, I, I couldn't put the control down. And you see a lot of elements from the Batman Arkham games. The, the stealth mode, um, the controls on how to fight. Um, roaming around, trying to find clues or solving puzzles and patterns. Uh, engaging, talking to other people. Uh, the story the story mode being interesting and linear the characters the characters of the, Peter Parker and Mary Jane and Aunt May and Jay Jonah Jameson and you know the villains and so many else it's oh my goodness You're talking about having a cake and eating it too bitch I'll have the whole fucking brownie cake But with how, with all these positives, here's why I strongly believe this is such an important game. You're playing the game as Spider-Man, and I'm going to be completely, like, I, I might get a little emotional, but I'm going to be as completely real as possible. You play the game as Spider-Man, and you yourself, obviously, the character of Peter Parker... You realize of how much this character goes through on an everyday basis. It brings you back to the original comics that you you read from Amazing Fantasy from 1962. It brings you back from watching, if you read the comic. It brings you back to watching the movies, the Sam Raimi movies, Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2. It brings you back. And you're sitting there and you're playing the game and you're thinking to yourself, oh, you know, oh, I, I can just swing around and just do these side missions and I, I can just upgrade and do whatever. No, there's more to it than that. okay? Because if you're an analyzer or if, you, or if you're someone that pays attention to a lot of detail like me, here's why this game is so important. It puts you in the seat, in the driver's seat of how much of a toll it takes on you to do the right thing. If you're a human being that's been bitten by... obviously let's let's just talk hypothetical. If you're been that's been if you're a person that's been bitten by a radioactive spider. Your first inclusion would be to just wall climb and swing and just have you know amazing powers and just have a complete fun just fucking off doing whatever you want. But there's a reason why from the original comics that the line from his uncle, Uncle Ben says with great power comes great responsibility. You have the do t- you have the tendency to have great power, you must use it to always do the right thing. And that's exactly who Spider-Man is. That's exactly who Peter Parker is. You're going through these missions and you're going through these side missions and you're going through all of these quests so you can get you know, tokens, and you can get upgrades for your suit, and and, and you can help people and save people's lives, it makes you realize just how much of not only an American, but as a human being is when they value life of being a hero. It makes you wonder every day of what police officers go through and what firefighters go through, the Air Force, the Army. Anyone that has saved lives or that saves lives countless, 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 countless times. Or even if, you're, if you don't have the occupation, maybe you're a guy that knows a girl and you want desperately to save her because she's being abused from her parents and she's being abused from her her boyfriend. Or maybe you know a guy that continues to get bullied in school and you stick up for him. Or you have the chance for him to stick up for himself. And that one moment where you show them that being a hero, it takes a lot to be a hero. It really, really does. Every day when I go down uh, the streets around the city and wear my uniform, proud to wear my uniform, and people say thank you for your service, in my mind, I think to myself, there's really nothing for me to be thankful for because I haven't done it. I believe I haven't done anything yet. However... I know full well that I've probably saved a lot of people's lives in terms of helping them in any situation that they needed in terms of counseling, in terms of advice, in terms of life choices, in terms of anything they needed. Maybe not to the extreme of what firefighters and cops and anybody else goes through in those severe jobs, but saving one person and helping people, that's what it really comes down to at the end of the day. And playing as Spider-Man in this game teaches you that. Or makes you think about it. it. It really, really does. We have this preconceived notion as human beings where we can go through an everyday lifestyle and just focus on ourselves and focus on what we go through. Go through jobs. And we... um. We go to work, we pay the rent and we want to have like a big promotion at work or for at school, you know, we want to go through internships, we have a girlfriend or some kind of relationship and you know full well that you're always late or you for some odd reason, you can't seem to. There's always a part of you that's disappointing that other person because you're uh, you're doing your personal obligations. You have responsibility towards something else. When you see a character like Peter Parker, you realize that every almost every one of us, I'm not saying everyone, but almost every one of us can relate to him in some way, shape or form. And I think that's why Spider-Man is so popular. And so important to not only comic books, but possibly life in general. I said this before in my first few episodes of my podcast. Where people tend to go to the movies to learn about life. People uh, go to the movies to escape from life. It's the same thing with comic books. And the interesting thing about it is Peter Parker is a normal, I wouldn't say normal, but a regular average kid with rent problems, with his Aunt May working at a shelter, his girlfriend breaking up with him because she can't handle the stress of what he goes through, not paying rent on time. Always missing work because he has other personal obligations of saving people. But at the end of the day, it it all boils down to always doing the right thing. And if there's a quote that I'm going to make right now, quoting Spider-Man for the upcoming movie, Into the Spider-Verse. It's this. Don't think about. Saving the world. Think about saving. That one. Person. That's Spider-Man. And if you ask me. It's a little bit of Spider-Man within every one of us. I tend to believe that. I really do. (sighs) Well. That's all I have for today's episode of the OTC Outside the Comics Podcast. Uh, I apologize if I... Just became extremely emotional or if I got other people down but you know sometimes when you're passionate about something you got to speak from the heart quick shout out this will be my very last time using anchor for my podcast episodes I am grateful for to anchor for giving me the opportunity to do what I enjoy and talk about comic books and comic book movies as a whole but now that I finally have my Apple computer and I set up my microphone, I'm still tweaking on creating an introduction, creating an outro, creating all of that stuff because I want to make my podcast as legit as person, as I personally can. So this will be my very last time on Anchor. And the next time you you hear from me, I will give a shout out to... All of my Twitter, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, whichever the case. And I will provide links down below. And you can try to find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Cast, or whichever. Okay? So this is not goodbye. Well, this kind of is goodbye to Anchor. This is not goodbye. This is just a see you later. Just moving my platform to something else. Because now I get to be creative on my own. I get to have my own say. I get to have my own thing. Hell, you may even uh, find me on YouTube. I would like that. So, with that being said. Anchor, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to do what I do best. Talk about comic books as a whole. One more thing. Uh, as always, find me at mgmagnum715 on Instagram, the themgmagnum on Twitter, or v 3 on Snapchat. And I will provide all the details of where you can find me continuing with a new episode every week. Uh, I will give small updates in terms of how the platform is going to be, how long it's going to be, the intro, the outro, or whichever. Still want to tweak stuff up. And, uh, oh yeah. Tune in next week and we will give a preview, not a preview, a review, a review on The Predator. Which drops tomorrow in theaters. Get your tickets now for The Predator. Yeah, The Predator. Another one. Get your tickets now. Go watch it. Go enjoy it. And if you don't want to watch that, hell, go see The Nun. Go see Searching. Go see uh, the Crazy Asians movie. I don't know. Go to the movies. Escape life. Learn about it. Do what you do best. Enjoy yourself. Don't be disrespectful. Don't be showing up your phones. Don't laugh when you're supposed to cry. And don't cry when you're supposed to be scared. Wait, that didn't come out right. Or did it? (laughs) Alright. As of right now, I am done. I am through. Peace out.